Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. And today we're gonna talk about how to be fearless in the bedroom. We're going to be talking about, I'm going to call this a sticky topic, literally. (laughs) When Susan, our guest today, was kicking ass and taking names in Silicon Valley in the tech world, she noticed that as her career skyrocketed, her marriage plummeted. It was upon this notion that she realized that if she didn't do something real quick, her marriage was going to fall apart. So determined to change the dynamic of two workaholics, she and her husband, she set out on a self-discovery in sexuality that literally shifted the paradigm for couples. And she became a sex expert along the way. Now, I'm going to warn you right now, I'm a very open-minded and free-spirited individual. Woo, honey. Or at least I thought I was. Susan made me blush on more than one occasion during this interview. Holy wow. So, so if you are listening to this in the car and you got the kiddos with you, put this sucker on pause. Maybe listen to last week's show on how to attract real love or maybe Dr. Quebecca's. Maybe Dr. Quebecca was last week. I don't know. I'm blushing right now. (laughs) Susan got me all flustered. So just keep that in mind. With that said, for our month of all things self-love, this is an episode that you're not going to want to miss. But real quick, uh, I just want to warn you that it is, it does get a little bit graphic. But before we dive into the sex talk, It's your favorite part, housekeeping. Love Course is out. So if you want to learn about what Susan is talking about, about building intimacy, connection, romance, communication, you're going to want to check out my love course on how to attract real love with feng shui. It's out now. You can go to the website or you can go to courses.gatesinteriordesign.com to learn more. Elevate Yourself membership is in full swing. You can also go to the website to learn about that and how to cultivate your chi. And Elevate Yourself retreat is also coming up in May. So if you want to come hang out with me, talk about kick-ass things like feng shui, you know, you can do all that. And if you can hear Winnie Pooh in the background, she's locked in the room with me right now because I'm trying to record in a nice, quiet environment. You can blame her for the bells going on in the background. She's very fidgety right now because she's locked in the room with me. (laughs) God forbid. All right. Now back to the regularly scheduled program. Today, Susan and I are going to talk about fresh, healthy approaches to sex, 
how to initiate more passion in your life. And we're going to talk about her book, Sexual Soulmates, Six Essentials for Connected Sex. Why we need to stop putting sex on a pedestal. And let's just say that that doesn't really exist. And finally, great words of advice to get you to start having more sex. (laughs) Who doesn't want more sex, right? Are you ready? Let's do this. And FYI, be prepared to blush. Welcome to Home Energy Design. I am so excited. I have Susan Bratton on the show today. Welcome, Susan. Hi, Amanda. I'm so happy to be here. Okay, well, let's talk sex. I'm so excited about this. So Susan is, I would call her like the queen of sex. (laughs) Things are going to get hot and steamy today. And I really wanted to have Susan on the show because, you know, I... I, as an advanced feng shui practitioner, probably the, the two things that people call me about all the time that they want more help with is relationship issues and money issues. And so I feel like Susan is going to really help us with some of those relationship issues. Um, but before we really dive into the meat of all this, I'm just really curious, you know, how did you get into all this? This is a very, I feel like a taboo topic for Uh, a lot of people, or they feel like it's taboo. So how did you get into this? Well, it's funny because I'm a Silicon Valley tech executive gone rogue. (laughs) (laughs) When I was about 40 years old, I'd been married for 10 years, and my husband, Tim, and I had gone We'd had our daughter and we had very busy Silicon Valley careers. We were extremely successful. We we joked that we were some of the people that invented the internet. It wasn't Al Gore. And um, we lost our intimate connection in our marriage. We ended up having a very platonic marriage. And part of that was because I just wasn't really getting a lot out of intercourse. Um, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the kind of thing that was really taking me where I wanted to go. And I just wanted less and less of it over time. And then my husband, because I was less and less intimate with him, he really just kind of checked out emotionally in the relationship. And at one point we were thinking, okay, are we going to get 11 years of marriage? Are we going to get divorced? And I said, you know, I I could, I could replace you, but I could never do better than you. I love you. I'm your best friend. You're my best friend. We just need to fix this intimacy issue that has driven a wedge between us. And we decided that we would, you know, do whatever we could do to save our marriage because it would be ridiculous for us to lose each other over a lack of intimate connection. You know, the honeymoon had worn off. And so we did a lot of Tantra classes. We did Tony Robbins. We walked on fire. We went to marriage and therapists and people of all different kinds. And essentially, we learned how to make love with each other in a way that was satisfying for us both. And once we did that, it reignited our relationship way beyond what the new relationship energy was when we even first met. We were so good in bed together. And so we thought to ourselves, God, our friends are dropping like flies around us everybody we know is getting divorced and their kids are suffering from this and so are they. And we thought, 
wouldn't it be a man like who's going to go to the sex workshops that we did hardly anybody we're a courageous duo and we thought would wouldn't it be smart if we brought all the things we learned that helped us have the knowledge to have what i call getting on the upward pleasure spiral together instead of having it your sex life swirl down the drain and wouldn't it be great if we could bring this to people over the internet? Because we were internet nerds. So we're like, the internet's the answer to everything. And we started creating. We launched our company together because we were totally in love with each other at this point. And it was like 14 years in. We were having incredible sex. And we're like, oh my God, the only difference between what we're doing right now and what all our friends are doing is the knowledge that we got from learning how to be good in bed together. Bedroom communication skills advanced sexual techniques and some sexual health information as well. And so we started our company, Personal Life Media. We have 20 online programs. So singles can watch them to learn how to make love when they find the one. Couples can watch them together. It's audio, video, ebooks, erotic play dates, etc. And that really was what launched our business. We've been doing it now for 12 years. We've been together 27 years. We have a fantastic sex life. And we stand as a model for what a really solid relationship based in intimate connection and honesty can really be for people, no matter what your age, because I'm 57 now. And that was the story of how we got into doing what we do. I just, I love it. I love your healthy approach. I think it's yeah. fresh. Thank you. Um, you know, and I, I'm curious, why do you think that this topic of intimacy is so hard and complicated for so many? I think you're right. A lot of us, you know, we're hot and heavy in that initial stage. And I think it's because we're kind of avoiding the elephant in the room. We're just not even talking about those emotions or what we want. We're kind of caught up in the love phase, but you're right. When you're seven years in, 10 years in, you know, why at this point you would think that you would be very communicate communicative and be able to really talk to one another. And it's, I find that it's usually the opposite for a lot of relationships. So why is this topic of intimacy so hard and complicated for so many, especially when they're deep into their marriages? Because nobody teaches you what to do. Nobody explains how your anatomy works. Nobody explains how orgasm works. Nobody explains how to talk to each other in bed. Nobody explains how to keep learning or what there is to learn together. So that's what I do. That's what we teach. We teach bedroom communication skills, passionate lovemaking techniques, and sexual health protocols and information, how to keep your genitals working. I mean, we women, you know, between pelvic pain, vaginal pain, uh, lack of clitoral sensation, nerve damage from childbirth, episiotomies, you know, scars, fistulas, sexual abuse, sexual tr shame, trauma, you know, whatever, all that stuff. My God, the, the deck's stacked against us to have a decent sex life. So what I try to do is peel that onion layer by layer by layer for people and help them on all of those different aspects with communication skills. I have one called the Sexual Soulmate Pact that actually explodes bedroom passion. And it's so simple. And it's just based on, like when I explain it, people are like, oh my God, right? Okay, I can do this immediately. That's what I like. I like what I call little hinges that swing big doors. And I'm happy to tell you about it if you want me to. I just, you know, throw a lot of things out. You pick up what you want. 
Yeah, you know, I definitely want to get into this. I would love to be able to get the give the listeners, you know, some really great tips. I know that um, your number one selling book, Sexual Soulmates, uh, you know, I don't know if any of the listeners have uh, read it, but one of the, you know, what I love is that you have in it six simple essentials to ignite passion. And I think that for a lot of women, that's something that's lacking in their intimate life is passion, you know? I think that you kind of pinned it when you said that we have all these emotions uh, around our uh, sexual emotions as far as shame or guilt or, you know, the, the need to please, right? Body, and it, body image it. issues, even body image issues. They just kill us as women. Right. So what are some things that you could recommend as far as, you know, maybe a couple of those uh, essentials or maybe something else that you have that you could leave them with that they, they could, you know, go, Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. That would absolutely change everything. Well, let me just give you a really quick rundown of the six essentials to connected sex. I'm going to give you the sexual soulmate pact. You can put it in the show notes on the podcast, or you can just go to sexual soulmate pact, pact.com. And I'll explain that one, but let me give you what the six essentials are. Over, for over a decade, I've been giving advice. I'm like the Dear Abby of sex. People email me their deepest, darkest questions. And I say, hey, try this, try this, try this, try this. And over the decades, I have gotten a lot of feedback from people. That worked. This was it. You know, that kind of thing. And that's what I put in my book. So let me just tell you what they are. The first one is presence. How to really be present with your partner during lovemaking. So you get to the point where you're playing off each other in real time. And it's super hot. It gets the hotness back. The second one is one I really want to talk to you about because it has so much to do with feng shui, which is setting the lover space. And the lover space is the environment for lovemaking. Because for a lot of people, it's, and especially women, we're extremely contextually sensitive if the temperature's not right, if the music is too loud, whatever it is, the lighting is off, whatever it is, um, we can't really fully surrender. And men, they have it a little easier. They're very testosterone driven, so they're, so they're forward momentum goal oriented, where we're more all over the map, eye on every detail. And so we notice things that bother us. Oh, the sheets are scratchy or whatever. Where men, they're just like, let's have sex, you know? And so they don't notice it as much as women do. So setting the lover space, taking the time to get everything set up so that we don't get annoyed by stuff, you know, while we're having sex is huge for us. And people don't even think about it. And they're like, oh, right. So we can come back to that. The third is this idea of the sexual soulmate pact. And I've given you the link to go get it in full instruction. But basically, what it does is it honors the fact that we are cyclical beings, that, that women especially, we have our moon cycle, we have our rise and fall of estrogen, testosterone, progesterone throughout the day as well as the month. Men are also circadian. They have more testosterone in the morning, which is why they wake up with a boner, but generally they're more steady state. So for us, we have to realize and acknowledge and have our partner acknowledge that we're cyclical creatures and someday we're pussycats and other days we're tigresses. And if 
we, uh, we and our partner agree that we don't have any control over her. You know, we live in our body, but she rules us. Our hormones, our blood sugar, all those things, how much sleep we got, that's what is the decider, not us, not in our rational mind. In our rational mind, we wouldn't have body issues. We'd be totally passionate. We'd be happy with everything, but we're not. So when you can say, look, let's team up, you and I, we're a team and we're, I'm a slave to my body. She's an animal. I'm going to just tell you what she needs in the moment. And you're going to be like, okay, thank you. Let, thanks for letting me know. Instead of feeling badly that it, what he did yesterday to you doesn't feel good to you today. You're in, you have the understanding that you've got to report in from your animals. So you as a team of lovers can get the feedback that's required to thoroughly pleasure you. That's too hard. That's too soft. That's scratchy. I mean, scratchy is one of my biggest complaints about everything with men you know they're like they got hang nails and scratchy fur and you know all that <laughs> stuff right so, and so like if, if there is a little tiny hair on the shaft of my husband's penis when I'm going down with him back he goes to the bathroom to shave that off like I'm not going to be noticing that every move of my lip no way so he gets that I'm that sensitive and he is totally fine now that he knows it's not me not wanting him. It's this animal I live in that I have no control over. <laughs> and so we just team up. And the real trick on the sexual soulmate pact, because guys can understand that. They can understand that you're an animal. They want you to be more of an animal in bed anyway. Guys can adjust. They want to win. They want to do right. They want to pleasure you fully. And so they're willing to get on your team with you to help with that animal you live inside. But here's the real thing about the sexual soulmate pact. You have to be able to have your partner. When you yell out whatever it is you need to yell out, baby, that, that's too hard. Or, oh, no, to the left. Or, you know, hold me right now. Just hold me and stroke my hair. You know, whatever it is you need. He doesn't contract when you say it. He just says, got it, or thank you, baby, or how's this? He just adjusts because he realizes it's not failure. He didn't do anything wrong because you have no control over that animal. What he did was he just acknowledged, appreciated, and, and encouraged you to keep giving him the feedback he needs to give you incredible pleasure. When you don't have to use your manners, when you don't have to be a good girl and say, honey, could you please go get that hair off the shaft of your penis for me? When you're just like, baby, there's a hair there. Go fix that. And he's like, got it, babe. Hang on. I'll be right back. When you don't have to be a good girl in bed, you can be a bad girl in bed. And then it gets really fun. So using your manners is for outside the bedroom door. Inside the bedroom, no manners required because if you got to use your manners, you have to get out of your theta brainwave state of meditation and sexual abandonment and into your beta brainwave state of being a nice, good girl and totally aware of what you're doing. So no manners, shout it out, thank you, baby, got it, how's this, keeps on going, you start getting really good in bed together. So that's the sexual soulmate pact. The other piece of it, which goes missing, is polarity. That's number four of the six. Whoops. I got so excited. I pulled my, uh, I got so excited. I pulled my little earbud out. Um, <laughs> number four 
is polarity. Polarity is what goes missing when you're platonic. It's like you're just living the life, raising the kids, getting stuff done, da 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 da. And you, he stops being the masculine sexual leader in the bedroom. He stops lifting you up and moving you and romancing you and all this stuff. And then you just start becoming more masculine and then the polarity is gone and it's not sexy anymore. So how you get the polarity back is really important. The next one, number five is embodied sexuality, which is how do you get out of that head of yours and into that body of yours? How do you start really riding the waves of pleasure together? What creates the connection that, that allows you to let the world go? to totally forget it, to get out of your mind in pleasure with someone. And number six is erotic play dates. If somebody says to me, what's the one thing, which is a question I always hate because sexuality is like wider than the universe, deeper than the ocean, you know, and it's like so big. But if someone says, what's the one thing that you would tell me for having hot monogamy for 30 years, I say, erotic play dates. The thing about sex is the couples that play together stay together, especially in the bedroom. When you learn new things together, when you partner up to learn how to have expanded orgasm dates or how to learn how to have these beautiful G-spot healing sessions or even learn how to release your feminine fluids with your partner. There's so many things you can learn together as a couple. And when you begin to expand your sexual palette together, when you are learning something new, it creates variety, excitement, and it's in, still in a container of safety because it's the partner you're used to. And so always learning new things over time together. Oh, hey, I, I want to learn how to, I want to learn G-spot tools. Oh, let's try this thing, you know, whatever it is. Uh, that is a real secret to sexy monogamy. I'm curious if you recommend, you know, I noticed it. I consider myself a pretty open person and I definitely like to explore and experiment. But I noticed just as you were saying a couple of things, like I, I would, uh, it was like a instant reaction where I was like, oh my, you know, and I thought, how interesting, you know, there, it, there's this level of, I, I don't want to say that it's shame, but maybe it's embarrassment. So I'm, I'm curious if maybe some of the listeners today, you know, maybe they're driving in their car and they're hearing you say the word penis and they're like, oh my, where does that come from? And, and I know that a lot of women feel like this. How do we eradicate that and break through that so that we can have that sexual prowess? Yeah, it's religious repression. That's what it is. Um, we've been societally, societally conditioned to think that our genitals are off limits to us, when in reality, they are a source of our creativity and our passion and our vitality and our intimate connection and our grounding and the rebooting of our nervous system and our long-term health, and our great skin, and our self-confidence, and everything. So it's just that we have not been taught how we operate, what the, what the beauty is of our genitals. Um, I mean, most, most I, did, I was like 42 until my husband got a mirror out and said, I want you to look at yourself. Look how beautiful you are. Look at your yoni. I love it. Look how pretty it is. Look at the, 
Look at the little the, the little edges of your inner labia and how they look like a butterfly. Hang on, I'm going to spread them out for you. Look at that. That looks like a butterfly. Isn't that pretty how they're tinged on the edges, kind of dark purple? Look how pretty everything is. You know, like he made me look at my own genitals. <laughs> so yeah, it's just repression. It's societal repression. It's not how we're born. It's not how we're made. We're made to soothe and connect and feel pleasure with each other. So let me ask you this, you know, I'm sure that there are listeners today going, oh gosh, you know, this is definitely, and I want to say that one of the reasons that I wanted to have Susan on today is that she's right. We hold a lot of emotion in our root and sacral chakra, and especially yep. for women, um, this is our creativity. This is our power center. This is where our divine feminine rests, and so many of us have suppressed yep. it. Yep. Because we've been told that good girls don't do that. And it's that repression that she's talking about. But I'm curious, you know, I'm sure that there are listeners today going, man, this sounds awesome, Susan. I would, I don't really want to look at my vagina. However, I want to have that kind of passion with my boyfriend or my partner or my husband. But I don't know that he's going to be willing to, to do this with me. How do you overcome that hurdle so that you do make it exciting and, and you, you know, do you encourage them to want to do things online or should they try Tantra or what, what are some things that you do to kind of get them over that first hump of maybe it's embarrassment, shame, or, oh, you know, I don't do that sort of thing. Okay. Th those were quite a few questions. The first, the first thing I want to say is definitely look at your vagina. And by the way, it's not called your vagina. It's called your vulva because the vagina is just the sheath up inside. That's your vaginal canal. And there are a lot of young women now who say, use the word vulva because vagina is kind of like the patriarchal word. Like, oh, all you care about my genitals is the place where you put your penis. No, screw you. So <laughs> Good to know. I know, right? I, I spread the word. Um, vulva is the word, but a lot of women like yoni, which is a Sanskrit word for like many different things, lotus, the gates, whatever. And uh, yoni, Y-O-N-I, that's nice too. That's like the whole package. So that's all of your parts. Um, I would really recommend that you squat down and look in a mirror and really get a sense of how beautiful your own vulva is. Because it's going to hold you back from fully enjoying your pleasure if you can't connect in your brain when your partner is touching you what are they touching what feels good um, one of the things that my husband and I did very early on was he began to give me a lot of vulva massages with organic coconut oil in bed he would spend a lot of time really just warming up my yoni and that was what allowed me to kind of cross the chasm from not being able to have orgasms from penetration and being able to have them was being properly engorged, which means full of blood. There is as much erectile tissue up inside our yoni as there is in our partner's penis. And we rush sex and we have it too fast before we're fully engorged, before there's a lot of blood flow to our vulva. And the manual massage allows a man to really, or a woman, it's across the gender spectrum. I mean, I'm an, I'm an equal opportunity sex advisor. I support all genders across the spectrum. I want to say that. So when I say man and woman, that's just the, that's normative, if you will. But 
when you give your partner an opportunity to really get in there and see what they're doing and get you kind of fluffy and plumped up and bring all that blood into the tissue, then you begin to have the same amount of pleasure from orgasm or from penetration that a male-bodied partner has from, or from penetration, from intercourse, because they have an erection. Now, they, get it, they might get it very fast, but they rush too. Uh, it takes both men and women a full 20 to 30 minutes to really get that tissue engorged. But if you're having regular genital massages with your partner, and by the way, you can massage him too. These are nice things to do while you're, while you're watching television. So what's the difference between your neck, your feet, and your vulva? There's nothing. It all likes to be rubbed and it all needs to be touched. And so Opening that pathway is a really good first start. Getting good at touching each other's genitals and bringing the blood in, it just, it makes you more comfortable with each other. It feels good. It's something you can do on nights when intercourse is too much. It keeps you turned on for each other. It gets you used to playing with each other's genitals and having your genitals touched and being seen that way. So there's just a ton of really good reasons why that's a great place to start. And the soulmate pact, the sexual soulmate pact, the agreement and understanding that things are going to be different every day and that you're, you're a team together in pleasure. I think those two things are the place to start. So you don't have to start with goddess healing or female ejaculation or any of those things. You can, you can climb the heights to those things over time. But just getting the communication piece laid in, getting the lover space put in too, which I really want to talk to you about, creating a, a beautiful space for relaxation together. Less rush, more time. And I know people are thinking, oh my God, I'm already so busy. But when you go to bed at night, just rubbing each other, being close, it doesn't have to be a lot and it makes a huge difference. Yeah. And I, I'm, as I'm listening to you, I'm curious, you know, again, what if one of the partners does really want to take the time and, and really cultivate the relationship and, and develop this passion side and, you know, they don't feel safe with the partner or they're embarrassed or, you know, how do you recommend that they bring it up and, and want to cultivate a relationship like this? Like, hey, let's slow down and really enjoy one another. Like, what are some ways to open up the communication for something like that? A lot of times, I think doing it with, you know, kind of like a request sandwich, such as, I really love, I really love you and I really want to be, I want to continue to explore our intimacy together. Sometimes I feel like we rush it and I'd like to slow down and take more time. Do you think it would be fun if we could try something new together, maybe like learning how to do some genital massage? I think that would help me slow down and be more comfortable generally with our lovemaking. I love that. I think the show is done. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, mic drop. <laughs> um, I would like to expand a little bit about these play dates. I'm very mm -hmm. curious about this. This excites me. I love the idea of this. Kind of what I'm envisioning in my head is, um, and I could be entirely wrong, um, 
but what I'm kind of envisioning is it's like this all day foreplay kind of thing where, you know, you're, you're really enjoying one another, whatever that looks like, whether it's sexting or maybe you're together, but what exactly is a play date? Yeah. So the first, first thing is that when you have a play date, you've scheduled it. So you have something to look forward to. And that is the kind of all day sexting type of thing where, oh yeah, on Thursday night, I can't wait till we can be together to, to do our play date, right? That, that gives you a tether to each other through the busy week. The second thing is that instead of it being um, the kind of thing where you have a goal of orgasm, it can be really the whole point of an erotic play date is to have fun. It's a time that you set aside to learn new ways of communicating with your lover, discovering each other's body, and experimenting with what gives each of you pleasure. So it gets you out of the boring routine of what you've been doing, which is what really gets, it gets I mean, women just get tired of having sex the same way with their man. It just doesn't work for us. We need him to switch it up a little bit. And then, and, but the women who do hold on to doing it the same way every time, the reason that often that they do, the most common reason that they do is that's their only path to orgasm. So if they go off the sked, you know, off the plan, then they are afraid they won't be able to orgasm and then they, then they get mad. And, you know, when the kitty cat doesn't get what it wants, the kitty cat gets in a bad mood, you know? So they don't want to try new things because they're like, I don't think it's going to work for me. I don't know. But the, here's the thing. If you don't focus on orgasm and you say, oh, I'm really what I'm doing here is orgasmic cross training. My friend Sherry Winston calls it orgasmic cross training. You can't get better at having orgasms in lots of different ways until you start to do the one that works and then blend in something new and add it on top once you've gotten yourself turned on that brings you into a new way to feel pleasure. So... I think the key to having any successful erotic play date is just the focus on having fun together. You, maybe you want to have a belly and breast massage. Maybe you want to give him a lingam massage. You know, there's, there's just so many different, I have an example of one of my programs is called Expand Her Orgasm Tonight. And it has 21 erotic play dates. One's called the stop start game. I can't even remember what they are. One's called sharing favorite frames. There's all kinds of play dates you can do that are not necessarily intercourse, penetration, the same old thing. And what I find is that once you do those things and you do a couple of play dates together, everything becomes more fun together. Yeah, I love this idea I, I, because I think what it would really allow you to do is to really explore one another and really add a, a really fun element to it, but really fire you up. It, it's so sensual and I yes. can see where the passion would be in it. And for a woman, I could see, you know, like you said, men can get fired up very quickly. They're ready to go. But for women... It's this physical, mental, emotional, it, it's this whole journey with us. And I love the idea of not rushing because mm. it can so easily become a chore for us. And then if that chore doesn't get met, then it becomes guilt. Yeah. So we, we, we stay in what I talk about a lot on More the shows. 
yeah, like below the cross emotions where we're in shame and guilt and expectation and we're in all the wrong feelings around what should be very pleasurable and enjoyable and we can quickly get away from that. So I love this idea of really reframing it into, I could see where this would exponentially shift the connection that you have with your partner. And it's like nothing else exists. It's just the two of you. And it truly becomes teamwork because it's like you two are superheroes. You are all that matters. You are all that exists. And you're like kicking ass and taking names and then coming back together. Yeah. Which is amazing. So I'm curious, you know, what tips can you leave the audience with today? Um, you know, you, you have a, a plethora of knowledge and wisdom now behind, you know, creating a, a relationship that really matters. What can you do today to tell them and encourage them to start having more sex, safe, healthy, fun sex? By not thinking about sex as intercourse. When you think about having sex, when you say the words having sex, to me, that means intercourse. Are you going to have sex? Are we having sex? Do you want to have sex? That's intercourse. And sex is not just intercourse. Sex is beautiful breast massages while you're watching television together, lingam massages. It's learning how to be orally pleasured and how to orally pleasure. It's full body massage. It's dirty talk, which I don't think is dirty. I think it, dirty talk is like maybe telling a fantasy to your partner while you're playing with their penis or, uh, you know, whispering things in their ear when the kids' backs are turned or it's, there are so many dimensions to sensual pleasure together. Even things like sitting in his lap and kissing him or sexy dancing for him for two seconds when you get out of the shower, shaking your booty, shaking your boobies for him, letting him see you, having him dry your naked body off. I mean, there's just so many little things you can do that are sex because they're pleasurable intimacy. So what I would do is I would swap out the word having sex with having pleasurable intimacy. Because though men would love generally to have intercourse every single day, what they actually miss the most is affection and attention of a sensual kind. When you grab his package or you grab his butt or you feel his biceps and you're like, oh, baby, you're so sexy. You know you are. You're such a stud. You made his day. And when you can bring that back into a relationship or begin to have that in a relationship, he's going to be so turned on by you, so attentive to you, that it's going to shift the entire quality of your relating at all points of your relationship. Mm, I love it. I love the idea of pleasurable intimacy. And I'm hoping that everybody that's listening today is encouraged and motivated to one, love your body. You are beautiful. You are amazing. Strut your stuff and be. And it's never going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait for tomorrow to use what you have today. Strut your stuff. Allow that inner prowess, that inner tiger out. Explore 
You know, I, I, I really resonate with everything that Susan is saying. This is such a spectacular way you hear me say again and again and again to cultivate your chi. And it's hard to cultivate your chi when a part of your chi is shut down or locked up because of fear, shame, guilt, whatever the story is. And so she has actually got this fantastic thing for creating a lover space called the Orgasmic Fantastic Sex Date. Tell us more about this. Yeah, this is really about setting your lover space. And it's an audio that I give you that is kind of sexy. So <clears throat> I, I, I spoke it in my sexiest voice for you so that you could listen to it and kind of get a little turned on and charged up about creating this, what I would call a beautiful nest for your lovemaking. And you can listen to it with your partner. And then you can talk about what your perfect love nest or lover space would be. Some women run hot, other women run cold. Everybody has a temperature where you don't have to have anything on, you're totally comfortable. Mine is like 76 to 78 degrees. For other people, they would be freezing at that. For other women, they would be so hot. <laughs> you find your temperature and you make your room that temperature. You set the bed up. I like to put um, a waterproof fitted sheet right over my bed clothes. And that way, and then I put a, a, another, I put a fitted sheet, a regular soft fitted sheet over that waterproof fitted sheet. And then we make love. And then at the end, I just pull them out, pop them right off the bed, throw them in the laundry and crawl into bed. So you can do massages and you can, you know, do whatever you need to do. Good sex is wet. And so it's nice to not worry if your lube spills or what have you. It lets, gives you more surrendered abandon because you're not worried about your stuff getting messed up. Like every good woman is worried about not my bed sheet, you know? So that's another thing. What is the lighting in your room? I like a combination of, I have these hue lights from Philips up on the tops of the cabinets in my room. One side is purple, the other side is orange, and it makes it feel like I'm in like Caesar's Forum or something. It's just it's like a really pretty light. And orange light is the best light. It erases cellulite. You look beautiful in orange light. So you could do it with something as simple as taking an orange CFL party light, 15 watt party light, and plugging that into your bedroom lamp when you're going to be having your erotic play dates, because then you're going to look beautiful in the light. Do you like lingerie? Is there a part of your body that you like to cover up? Maybe you don't like your belly, so you want to wear a corset, a cupless corset. So your breasts are out, your vagina, your vulva is available, your yoni is available, but you feel like you don't have to cover your tummy up because you were a little sensitive about, you know, like whatever it is, you're, what you're doing is looking at what, what, what music do you want? Do you want that like are you, feeling, are you feeling like a tigress and you want, you know, some like really sexy contemporary adult hard rock or something? Or do you want, you know, spa music, ambient down tempo today because you want to be held and stroked and loved? So what's that like? What kind of lubes are you using? I recommend organic coconut oil, organic sweet almond oil, and a brand of avocado oil called Hobie, H-O-B-E. It's health and beauty grade. It's not organic, but it is a very viscous, lovely, lovely lube for intercourse that uh, really lasts. And you want to use lube, but you don't want to use things with chemicals in them because if you wouldn't drink it, you should not put it on your yoni. 
they are the same mucous membrane. It's totally absorbed into your body. So have your lubes there. Have your vibrators set out and nice and clean on a towel, your G-spot toys, whatever you like. Experiment with toys. Then you've got that all set up. So you've got your light, you've got your heat, you've got your music. Now, what about a fire? Can you put a fireplace in your room? I've got a wall, one of those beautiful fireplaces that's built like a beautiful line of fire with the river rocks built right into the wall of my bedroom, right across from the foot of my bed. So I make love by firelight with my purple and orange light above. We also took our bedroom, um, one wall of our bedroom that has some closets on it and we mirrored it. So that is right along the side of my bed so that I, I am visual. I like to see myself being made love to. I like to see us making love together. It's I don't always look, but when I pop open my eyes and I see that, it makes me feel so good about myself. I've got big, heavy drapes. I draw the drapes. My room is soundproofed. I added extra uh, insulation to the floors and walls of my bedroom when I remodeled it so that it was dampened in there. So when you, And then I have these towels I love. They're Missoni towels. They're like $35 a piece. I don't care. This is my priority. I want the softest towels to wipe things up, to pop under me if I'm getting a massage, whatever it is. I like that. So when I, and then I have a, bra, a, a silver pitcher that was my great-grandmother's, and I fill it with the beautiful water from my home, and I bring in a couple of silver uh, crystal glasses by the bedside to keep us hydrated. I have a watermelon or some grapes cut up right there by the bedside for those times when we take a break and we have a little bit of fruit to just, you know, kind of revive us a little bit so we can keep going in our lovemaking. So when you start to layer in all these things, when you create that perfect environment for yourself where it's everything's right, nothing's scratchy, nothing's going to get messed up, everything's good, the door is locked, there's total privacy, you've carved out the time, you're just going to spend this time really dropping in and nurturing each other and rebooting each other's nervous systems and finding each other as home, as connected. When you start to have the interplay of being in that present moment, playing off of each other, getting into orgasmic bliss together when time falls away, that there's nothing better in the world. There are some things as good, but there's nothing better in the world than that. Well, if that ain't a testament for more pleasurable intimacy, I don't know what is. I'm hoping that all of you are encouraged to go out and start fondling and playing and encouraging more passion and exploring your partner. And I mean, Jesus, I'm fired up just listening to you. <laughs> Susan, if people are interested in learning more about you or would like to uh, take a look at you have a so many amazing uh, videos and courses online so that people can do this in the intimacy of their home. Where can yep. they find this information? I think the best place to find me right now, I think the highest expression of who I am and how I can support you is probably on my YouTube channel. I've been really finding my voice in video. And uh, it's, if you just type in betterlover.com, 
it takes you right to my YouTube channel. And you can look at all kinds of different things I've done. Like I did a 22 video series on my entire vaginal rejuvenation procedure because at 57, I've had to do a few things like um, uh, orgasm shot and some femilift vaginal relasering to get the mucosal tissue, the tissue lining of my vagina was getting thin from age. So I restored it. Um, you know, what's the difference between doing a Fraxel to get rid of age spots on your skin and restoring your vaginal mucosa? Nothing. I'm all for regenerative medicines that help us keep our sex life going because you're born sexual and you die sexual if you keep yourself in good health. And so um, I think betterlover.com is a place to go to explore some of the things I've been talking about. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Susan, for talking sex with me today and talking passion. And uh, I just want to know that I really appreciate this. I think that this is going to help a lot of people. Thank you so much. I love being with you. Whoo-wee! <laughs> I told you it was going to be an intense one. But I am hoping that each and every one of you gleaned something from this show today. And, uh, you know, I saw... Susan and I went to a conference last August in San Diego and Lord have mercy. One, you would never know that she was 57 years old. And two, I could swear to God that she was Jessica Rabbit in the physical form. This woman embodied sexuality. She was not only the most beautiful woman that I'd ever seen, but I mean, she embodies sexuality. I think that she embodies what a lot of us wish that we could be. And her educational videos and everything that she's putting out there empowers you to be that woman. So while I know that there were parts that were extremely intense, um, I think that what is so beautiful about what Susan does is that she really teaches that you should and can embrace your sexuality without shame. So hopefully you go out there and start having some really good old-fashioned, passionate, sexy sex um, with a partner that you love and adore and... Um, you know, just really start embracing that side of yourself. Let's get out of our left brain. All right. <laughs> uh, if you like the show, be sure to go over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you'd like any information about all of the stuff that I talked about at the top of the show, the retreat, the membership, the love course, any of that good junk, you can just go over to our website, gatesinteriordesign.com to learn more. All right. Your homework is to go out and start having some good sex. All right. <laughs> All right, everyone. Trust the vibe because the energy never lies. <laughs>